Well, hey everybody. How you guys doing? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Okay. Rich. Dramatic pause. And yes. Okay, there it is. Welcome to the LNBC Students Podcast. We are joined, as always, I'm Carson, with Taylor mm-hmm. and Rich. Mm-hmm. Hey, Carson, you look mighty dapper this afternoon. Thanks, man. Dapper. I really needed that. I don't that even know what that up. means. Dapper is like a step up from nice. Or no, it's like a really dressy for a man. Oh. Yeah. Like He's dapper. Got jeans and Converse I know I got on. jeans and Converse on. But you know what? I'm going to take it anyway. So, okay, let's hopelessly, you know, try to steer this back. Um, we're continuing our prayer series. Last episode. Last episode. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Wow. It's been a long journey. Eight weeks. Eight weeks. And so what? Well, there was a gap in there because they thought I had COVID, remember? So right. We had to, That's like, right. That's yeah. right. So what phrase of the Lord's Prayer are we on this week? We're not. We're, we're not, not we brother. Finished. We're wrapping it up. Oh wow! We just decided we couldn't wrap it up. We could not go you through want, with you this start prayer. <laughs> no, 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 no. Such We're all informed. This is real. All right. But no, we remember we decided this was a long time ago. Mm. We could not go through the prayer series and not go to John seventeen. Correct. It's like the perfect prayer. Yeah, it's right. literally like Jesus praying on our behalf. So, yeah. So we decided to in, to yeah. include that. Makes in sense. Yeah. Makes sense. All right, let's read John 17. All right, John 17. It's a big passage. Um, well, bef- before we do that, Rich, maybe you want to set up this passage for us, kind of talk about mm. the context of what's going on right. in this passage. Yeah, but why do you guys always kick it to me for context? <laughs> I don't know. It's fun. Well, I was about to just read all this, and I thought maybe they'd want to hear your voice before mine for a long time. So I did context a few weeks ago. What happens is Jesus is on his way to the cross in John 17. This is right after the upper room, what they call the upper room discourse, Mm -hmm. where Jesus has spent the last four chapters teaching on what it means to be a follower. Uh, The Holy Spirit coming um, and he's made peace with him going to the cross. Uh, So he's on his way there and he stops to pray for us around the glory that the father has given jesus since the beginning of the world before the beginning of the world Mm. yeah Mm -hmm. so this is him praying and we're going to read the like the last two the last third of the passage so this is starting in verse 20 with john 17 i do not ask for these only but also for those who will believe in me through their word that they may all be one just as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one, even as we are one, I in them, and you in me, that they may become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you sent me, and loved them, even as you loved me. Father, I desire that they also, whom you have given me, may be with me where I am, to see my glory that you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, even though the world does not know you, I know you, and these know that you have sent me. I made known to them your name, and I will continue to make it known that the love with which you have loved me may be in them and I in them. Amen. 
Amen. So Hallelujah. Sorry, so, Taylor. No, no, absolutely. Uh, so typically this is known as the high priestly prayer. Um, and I think it's really important that we take note of why uh, why that is, is Jesus is operating as a priest here, which is a role that if we go way back to one of the first passages we talked about, um, was a role that Moses kind of operated for the people. And there was a phrase that we used that I think is really important to to prayer. You guys remember that phrase? Standing in the gap. Right, standing in the gap. And uh, Jesus is is doing the very same thing here, and he's expressing that in prayer. So I think mm-hmm. it reinforces that. But what are some things that we see as Jesus stands in the gap for us, not only his disciples, but for us as future followers of Jesus? What are some things that he's praying for? So I think it's really interesting how the gospel is portrayed here, Taylor. And I know we've been, you and I and Carson have been laboring to present that clearer to the students. Um, The first thing we see Jesus ask for here in in the passage that Carson read is for other disciples to be made from the ones that are there with him in the garden, right? Mm -hmm. The the whole purpose of Jesus coming was to reconcile people Mm -hmm. to God. And out of that reconciliation, Jesus tells us why. Because we become one with him, even as he is one with the Father. So when we come to Jesus, we don't just get salvation. We don't just get forgiveness. Mm-hmm. We get God. Yeah. 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 I'm pretty in awe of just the character of Jesus here. And I think John 17 is one of my favorite passages simply because... Jesus is rich set up, is literally mm-hmm. on his way to go to the cross to be savagely killed and in our place, and yet he still takes the time to stop, reflect, and commune with the Father and then praise on our behalf. I just think that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, and I think what is very, very like mind blowing to me is in verse twenty three. Jesus says that the Father loves us yes. with the very yes. same love he loves Jesus with. Mm-hmm. And like when you, you let that sit in your heart and marinate for a minute, marinate, mm-hmm. and like how how much did the Father love Jesus? Mm-hmm. How much does he love Jesus? Like Jesus says, and it has to be true because Jesus is praying this, Right? God loves me with that same love. And the same relationship that the Father has with Christ, you now have with the Father. Yes, and what's interesting here, and Taylor keeps harping on this in a good way, is in verse 25 we see that word, no, quite a few times. Mm Mm-hmm. And oh, I was uh, that was uh, my introduction to kick it back to you. Taylor. Let's oh, talk about no. I was no. like, is he gonna expound oh. on that? Like, I, I, set, I, I set that up. Gotcha. I was. Now you got to spike it down, Taylor. Yeah. Right. Oh, so yeah, that that knowledge is not just this kind of mental assent or believism in the way that we think about agreeing to a set of propositions. This is talking about an intimate knowledge. What do you mean by propositions for those that? By just statements of truth, saying okay. Jesus is the Son of God, Jesus is this. This is He's not talking about just knowing in that sort of agreement. He's talking about knowing in a very intimate way, which he's already 
fleshed out here about being one with Christ in the same way that the son is one with the father. So like participation, like if we really wanted to draw out what you're saying, like Jesus is saying, I've participated in you, father. Now they will participate in me because I'm participating in you. Yeah. And Jesus ties this, that initiative to the mission to say that as, Mm. as people see you and um, the relationship that they have with one another, that will be the means by which they get to know a God that they do not know. You know, Jesus says, they don't know you, the world doesn't know you, but I know you, and I have given my name to them. Mm. And so I think what you see is... He's given his what to them? Yeah, the the name is important here again. That um, and, oh, and maybe God, we haven't... Well, Maybe we maybe we haven't spoken about this, but name is not simply like. Um, it's not Taylor, right? It's talking about like a representational kind of quality. To carry the name of the Lord is to represent Him. Is synonymous with who He is. Yeah, we haven't really hit on that. Maybe flesh that out a little bit more. What do you mean? Right. So, especially in the in the uh, Hebrew Bible, the name. Exodus 34, we kind of talked about this. God says, I am merciful, I am gracious, I am these things. In order for me to carry his name to others, I also am expected to be those things. Right. So it, it, is, a, um, it is a lifestyle that reflects who he is. That is what, it's, what it means to honor the name. So like, it's actually one of the Ten Commandments. We don't talk about it very much, but like, you know. Do not take the Lord's name in vain. Yeah. It's not just saying, like, don't say, oh, my God. Although, you know, there's some whatever, if you're not treating that in a sanctified way. But it's more saying the way you live your life should represent who God is, his character, and what he's done in the world mm-hmm. and through Jesus. So mm. there's a, there's that. And I think it's it's cool, too, before we pivot to realize as well that Jesus has given us in this prayer the very same relationship that he has with the Father. Right. So I don't have a relationship now as a follower of Jesus that's independent or different than the relationship that he has. So my relationship with God is Jesus' relationship yes. with God. Yeah, that's pretty insane. <laughs> yes, and I just thought we should mention that before we transition (laughs) yes and i think it also situates okay so this is what jesus is praying for so how then should we imitate jesus in this that's what Mm. we should be praying for amen yeah so seeing this as a model of prayer and then also uh we've talked about this a little bit before but seeing paul's prayers Mm -hmm. as models of prayer so we also wanted to have um students read through pray through one of paul's prayers so in line with that a really good prayer that we see is what Paul prays at the beginning of Philippians. So that's what we're going to pray through this week. Uh, Chapter 1, verses 3 through 11. Do you want me to read all of it? Yeah, sure. Okay, we'll go ahead and read all of it. I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, for you all making my prayer with joy, because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Christ Jesus. It is right for me to feel this way about you all, because I hold you in my heart, for you are all partakers 
with me of grace, both in my imprisonment and in my defense and confirmation of the gospel. For God is my witness, how I yearn for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve what is excellent, and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ, to the glory and praise of God. Okay, so. Amen. I, I, key themes here. Like, if we talk about John 17 in union with Christ, Paul is very much carrying that same theme in this, this prayer. Yeah, for sure. So why is Paul praying? Like, he says, because. Like, there's a very specific reason why Paul is thanking God for this church. And it's because they're partners of his in the gospel. Because as they are united to Christ, and as Paul is united to Christ, they are also partnered together in Christ. Mm. So again, it's this this shared fellowship, this deep fellowship. Koinonia is the term. Yeah, when's the last time we've been able to say that we long for other people with the affection of Christ Jesus? (laughs) Right. And then one of the expressions of that partnership in the gospel is praying for one another. Mm. Yes. Praying that they're... And thanking God for them, praying that their love would abound, that they would have that their knowledge, discernment would grow. Right. Yeah. So, again, a list of things here that you can see Paul praying that we can also imitate. Mm, absolutely. Amen. Anything else? Closing words? I just, the gospel is paramount, guys. Um, mm-hmm. If we get the gospel wrong, it doesn't matter what else we get right. Mm-hmm. And if we're not going to labor together in defense of the gospel, what are we doing? All right. Thank you, guys. This uh be a good closing session to our, our prayer series, which prayer is calling upon the name of the Lord to keep his covenant. Amen. Amen. Okay. Amen.